Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. We're so excited you're tuning into one of our amazing messages. What you're about to hear is going to be fresh, it's going to be real, and it's going to be powerful. It's going to help you to grow stronger in your walk with God. It's going to put faith on the inside of you. It's going to cause you to be able to walk in greater dimensions of blessing and enlargement so that you can be a blessing to other people. Well, lean in, enjoy the word. God bless you. As we all know, you know, the day and age that we're in, that there is, um, there is a lack of, of fathers. And so that's why we so, I so love this day and so want to um, exceedingly beyond honor all of the fathers who are in the house because uh, you are the solution to the confusion and the conflict that is going on in today's world. And um, I was really drawn to Malachi 4, 5 through 6. So Malachi, so it's the last book of the Old Testament. And so um, if you were in the New Testament time, that was the very last thing that you've ever heard. So you know how you get, you get around people? We were at the marriage retreat. I, kinda, I remember the last thing somebody said. You know, it's really like a big impression. So it's really interesting what was the very last thing that was said. So can we put that up on the screen? Malachi, there we go, great job, Malachi 4. Look, I am sending you the prophet Elijah before the great and dreadful day of the Lord arrives. His preaching will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. Otherwise, I will come and strike the land with a curse. So you are blessed. If you have uh, your father who has turned his heart towards you, and as children, we turn our hearts to our fathers. When you have a father turn his heart towards you, that means that he is covering you. He is for you. And when you look up to your father, it means that you have a person, a father figure in your life that you respect, that you adore. And so that's how God intended fatherhood, fathering to be, is for you to have a covering so you're always uh, walking in security. It's the, the cure for insecurities. A lot of insecurities are, you know, rise up. What should I do? And confusion. And so fathers are the answers to that. So they are the covering. They're supposed to be the covering, the protection. When a father turns his face towards you, he has a smile towards you, and he loves you. He is proud of you. And so you just feel so secure and so confident that my father loves me. He is for me. He is proud of me. And, uh, and then as children, that our hearts turn to our dads, and we just adore them, and we love them. And so that is how God intended it. That was the last thing he said. He said, listen, I am sending the prophet Elijah so that he can be the answer for you. Because there is going to be a time where fathers aren't going to have a relationship with their children. Children aren't going to have a relationship with their father. It's going to be chaotic. There's going to be darkness. There's going to be a curse with that. But here's hope. Here's a solution. I have a blessing for you. I have Elijah, the prophet, here for you, who is going to cover you, who has a blessing for you. There is a hope. It's not a, we don't have to live in a destructive world. We can actually have pulled down heaven to earth and live the right way how God intended it. So he sent us Elijah. And, uh, and so when I think of Elijah, um, Elijah was living in a crazy time. He was the guy who was the priest with uh, Jezebel and Ahab. Ahab was one of the most wicked kings. And he married Jezebel, and she wasn't very great. And so it was a really crazy time. 
And it's kind of ironic how the time from uh, when Elijah was speaking and when he was prophesying, it's really um, ironic that this is the time that we seem to be living in as well. So when there was, uh, so Ahab and Jezebel, they brought in um, idols, they brought in, you are going to worship Baal. And uh, they destroyed the Lord's altar. And so they said, I'm going to bring in, uh, we're going to worship Baal. He's going to be the person that we serve. And uh, let me take a little bit of water really quick. I'm running out of breath already. Mm-hmm. Got to keep hydrated, yes. Uh, <laughs> um, so when you serve Baal, you uh, present to him with child sacrifices um, so there were killing of babies, killing of children. You sacrifice that to Baal. When you worship Baal, you are uh, cutting yourself. You're self-harming. Um, they were slashing themselves until blood was gushing out. And so that's what happens when you worship Baal. Um, so with Jezebel, she was surrounded by eunuchs wherever she went. And uh, there's 81 genders now, today, and uh, no, there's two, but quote, end quote. But, um, and so one of those is, is you know, eunuch. You're, you're doing these things to yourself that <laughs> are not good. And, uh, so, and so there was confusion around identity. The transgender, they had their pride month probably every month, you know, they're walking into Target with the rainbows everywhere. Those were the eunuchs wearing the flags. And, um, and so that was the spirit that the prophet Elijah was uh, facing. And so it was a wicked spirit. It was one of the most wicked times. And so that's why God sent Elijah. There was also a drought in the land. So go figure that. When wickedness reigns, you know, when all that stuff reigns, um, there's drought, there's poverty, there's lack. And uh, however, he sent the solution, which is so hopeful, which is so incredible. And so that is what we're going to get into today. And uh, so the lack of fathering, what we see, is uh, so apparent. So 600,000 abortions are happening each year in the United States. Um, you know, the sexual perversion is happening. One-fourth of all American children are fatherless. Isn't that amazing? So a fourth are fatherless. I have this whole thing here. Let me just go through. It's kind of crazy to keep up with all this. Let's see. 20% of fathers are absent from the home. Fatherlessness increases poverty. And by the way, these are all uh, studies that were done, statistics. Um, let me keep going because I have really good stuff that I want to share. So I don't want to waste time, but it is interesting. Ugh, I should have gotten one of those like should lick my fingers. <laughs> um, health issues. Isn't that interesting? So with fatherlessness, it's linked to the increased risk of infant mortality. Uh, fatherless homes equals uh, teen pregnancy, a rise of that. Um, there's a statistic where it's definitely linked to higher rates of suicide in high school, uh, behavioral issues, criminal activities, 
Um, so it goes on and on. There's uh, in the inmates for all of the inmates, 70% of the inmates today are uh, from fatherless homes. So it's really important that, you know, the very last thing in the Old Testament that was said was about uh, fathers and the importance of fathers. So that's why it is so important today to bring the solution of fathers to the household, to the church, to our cities, to have that rise, to have restoration rise. So the title of my message today is The Fatherhood Solution. The Fatherhood Solution. Okay. And honey, you have, um, I'm, I have little props today. Are you on it? I, I asked him to be my prop guy, and so here he goes. I'm sending him off to the back so he can get ready. It's very exciting. Okay, so um, before I reveal to you one of the identities that a, a fatherhood solution, solution looks like, um, so we're talking about Elijah the prophet. And so Elijah is coming and he was sent by God and saying, you know, there's been three years of a drought. And this is in First Kings 18. It's been three years of a drought. I want you to go to uh, the wicked king Ahab and talk to him. And you need to get rebuild the altar of the Lord. You need to ask my people. They're, they have two different uh, you know, what are you going to believe? Are you going to worship Baal or are you going to worship me? So there's two different things right there. So he is being sent. He's coming up. And honey, are you ready? <laughs> He's ready. So then we see that Elijah represents, it's the fatherhood solution, the repairman. The repairman. Great job. Come on up. <laughs> The repairman. You know what this is? No, I don't know what that it's is. A stud finder. There you go. It works. <laughs> that was not pre-planned. Oh my gosh! Of course you would do that. Okay. <laughs> the repairman. Every single time that there, there's been a leak in our house, I'm calling the father. I'm calling my husband so that he can come in and fix and repair things. Our kids are potty training right now. And so our toilet is constantly getting plugged and constantly. And so he had to come up. There's like a flood in our upstairs bathroom. It's going now into the carpet. Matt goes up to rescue. We have, you know, all these problems. So thank you. You're amazing. Give it up for the repairman. The things we make our husbands do. But um, so the repairman, yes. So whenever, so fathers are so good at this. They come, they repair, they fix the toilet for us when it overflows. And I think some repair, it's falling. Some tools are falling off of them right now, but it's okay. Um, so there is a repair. So let's go into, uh, let's get into Ahab again. I'm going to read out of my favorite Bible right here. Let's go into 1 Kings chapter 18. Okay, let's do a little bit of reading. This is such an interesting story. It says, then Elijah came, said to all the people, come here to me. 
And actually, let me preface this again. This is uh, him, he is building the altar for God. Before this, all the prophets of Baal, there were about 450 of them. They were all trying to, uh, you know, build their altar too. So they're trying to, so the, the point was, the God who answers by fire, he is God. He is God. The one who answers by fire, he is God. You guys are in this crazy situation. I'm coming in to repair the altar. And so here's what we're going to do. This is what we're going to set up. We're going to build altars. You, prophets of Baal, 450 of you. It's only me right now. There were another 100 hiding in the cave, but he identified that there's actually only one true prophet that was courageous enough to actually speak and to show up. And so it's 450 of you against one of me. But let's see who is actually God. So you guys, you build an altar, you know, put wood out, and uh, you need something to sacrifice. Yeah, you're in poverty, you're in lack. Okay, I'll give you a sacrifice. So here's a bull. I'll give this to you. We have a bull as well. So we're going to do, we're going to dig a trench. We're going to, you know, put wood on the altar and uh, put the, the bull on it. And we're going to see if there's fire. Who, if the fire falls, that's going to be the true God. And so the prophets of Baal, they're over there. They're doing their thing. They're crying out day and night. And it's actually a really hilarious story. Well, not hilarious. They're over there cutting themselves. They're doing all those things that are wicked and evil. And, uh, but they're not hearing a peep from their God. They're not hearing anything. And then Elijah just starts to taunt them. And he's like, where is he now? Is he, is he sleeping? Do you need to wake him up? All these types of things. And so he's not answering. So this is where we're coming up. So this is 1 Kings 18, uh, verse 30. So now we pick up to where it's Elijah's turn. Then Elijah said to all the people, come here to me. They came to him and he repaired the altar of the Lord, which was in ruins. He came, it was in ruins. Elijah took 12 stones, one for each of the tribes descended from Jacob to whom the word of the Lord had come saying, you shall, your name shall be Israel. With the stones, he built an altar in the name of the Lord. He dug a trench around it, large enough to hold two seasons. Cease of seed, that's hard to say. <laughs> uh, he arranged the wood, cut the bull into pieces, and laid it on the wood. Then he said to them, fill your large jars with water and pour it on the offering on, and on the wood. Remember when I said earlier that there was a drought in the land. So when there was a drought, remember when we had a lack of toilet paper? <laughs> we went to the store, and there was no toilet paper anywhere, and you're in a panic, like, are we going to use leaves? What's going to happen? And so he was in a drought. There was no water at the grocery store, just like when we had no toilet paper. But he said, okay, I'm building a trench, and now he is filling jars with water. So for us, it's like we'd be getting the the toilet paper that we had and putting it out there, even though we so need that, that water, we so need that toilet paper, 2020. But um, so he's putting that out there. Let's see, where is he? Oh, he dug a trench around it, large enough to hold. Okay, he arranged the wood, cut the bulls into pieces, fill your large jars with water and pour it on the offering and on the wood. All right, so I'm pouring out the water. We're in a drought, but... Here we go. It's testing your trust, right, in God. Then he said, do it again. 
All right, I'm going to go to the other state, buy their toilet paper, come back, and I will put the toilet paper back on there. Do it again, he said, and they did it again. Okay, that really increases trust again. Now he said, do it a third time. He ordered, and they did it a third time. The water ran down around the altar and even filled the trench. In a time where there was a drought, there was water all over. At, that time of, at the time of sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and prayed. So he gave a sacrifice and he prayed, O Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and have done all these things at your command. Answer me, O Lord, answer me, so these people know that you, O Lord, are God, and that you are turning the hearts back again. Isn't that amazing? When I was reading in Malachi, turning the hearts of fathers back to their children, and children, their hearts back to God. Then the fire of the Lord fell and burned up the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, and the soil. It also licked up the water in the trench. When all the people saw this, they fell prostrate and cried. That's falling face down on the ground and cried, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. That was coming from, because he was the only Christian there, that was coming from all those prophets, all those people trying to sacrifice themselves, trying trying to cut, trying to do all these things, but they fell down that he is Lord. The fire fell from heaven. So the repairman, the answer, the solution of fatherhood is when you step into your home and you rebuild the altar in your home unto the Lord. You rebuild devotion to God in your home. You rebuild an altar in your church. You rebuild an altar in your business. You do it under God, unto him. You devote yourself, your family to God. It's a decision that you have to make. Are you going to continue to live this way of the spirit? of the world? Or are you going to choose to, uh, to, to pray and to trust in God? You're giving him a sacrifice. You're giving him your all and, and you're trusting in him. And the fire of heaven fell that day on the altar. And so it's a choice in the time where people need a repair, where people need restoration, that it's the father's job. What an honor, fathers, to come and step into your home and bring the solution of restoration to your family. It's an incredible honor, and it is the solution that we need today. I'm going to go to number two because we only have 15 minutes. Oh, good job, honey. That was the second cue to get ready for my next prop. <laughs> so prayer and sacrifice. We have number two. Are you ready? I did not cue you very well. Are you good? Okay, come on out. This is number two, the exterminator. The exterminator. Oh, I like that. Good job, Chewy. The exterminator. The fatherhood solution identifies as the exterminator. Gideon got you. <laughs> so when so we have, of course, where there's bugs, we need the exterminator. There's 
spiders? No, I'm not calling on myself to kill a spider. Some women might, but I get freaked out. Wasp, that's all his job. So he comes in and he exterminates everything. He is the exterminator. He kills the bugs. He does. And uh, there was the first home that we ever lived in. It was just, it was the craziest story. Um, we lived in our first home. It was actually my grandmother's home. My grandfather built it. So it's an older home. And, uh, and so we were newly married. And so that's where we stayed. We stayed in this home in the middle of California. And um, we were basically plagued with the 12 plagues of whatever happened in Egypt during those plague times. We had it all. We had frogs, like literal frogs coming out. It felt like of the sink. It was like, oh my gosh, no, we're living in that time. And, and then we had these really large, we had grasshoppers. I don't know if that was part of the plague. It was locusts. We had, uh, we had lizards all over the place. What else happened? It was these ants that were gigantic. I've never seen ants that big in my entire life, but that's what we lived in. And so that was the start of our marriage. And so he then became the exterminator to get rid of all the bugs, all the frogs, all the mice, all that good stuff. I'm very thankful how God has brought us. He's grown us from one place to another. And uh, so the exterminator, let's continue reading in 1 Kings 18, but let's go to verse 40. It says, then Elijah commanded them, seize the prophets of Baal. Don't let anyone go away. They seized them and Elijah had them brought down to the Kishon Valley and slaughtered there. He killed the prophets of Baal. The prophets, what are prophets? Prophets are, use their voice as a shooting out to, uh, to direct things, to shift things. And uh, so these prophets of Baal, they were, they were shooting out different things. So they were the Lord of their nation at that time. And so when we are calling on the fathers of the house to, uh, to bring their, the exterminator, to suit up as an exterminator, the solution is that your voice matters, that your voice needs to trample and needs to slaughter any voice of the wicked spirit of the world that is taking reign in your home, that is taking place again in business or your church, wherever it's at. You need to raise your voice. We were sent Elijah the prophet as an example to see, to have a solution. And so is your voice, your voice matters. When a father of the house uses his voice, it lays the foundation. It's kind of like everyone's quiet. The kids could be yelling and bickering and doing all this stuff. And then, you know, the, like the mom, I'm over here. Yeah, bah, 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 bah. And then the voice of the father comes in. It's like a lion, you know? It's like, it, he doesn't even have to yell. It's just a Simba, you know? And then everyone's like, remember who you are. That sounds like a grandfather. I'm sorry. That's, that's, that's not Matt's voice. That's not exactly, but your voice matters. And so again, when our kids, they're young, they're, you know, they're super curious right now. They're asking us a ton of questions. And I think that they'll hopefully continue to ask questions when they're, you know, getting to be an adult when they're teens. And so that is the time when a voice of a father is so important. It's the time of confusion. You know, this is happening here. Am I a boy or a girl? And like, literally, that's our question right now. It's not because they, 
I mean, they don't know what's going on, really. You know, it's just a normal thing. Like, so this is what boys have? How come girls don't have that, you know? And so it's a time, though, where you're able to use your voice and bring in wisdom and order in a time of confusion and of conflict. The exterminator. Amen. You are the voice that gives identity. The, the fatherhood solution gives identity. Um, our big thing is um, saying you're a good boy and good boys don't do. And so we learned that from a previous pastor of ours watching him raise his kids. And, uh, and so we just adopted that. We're saying, we said, yeah, I really like that. You're always telling them, speaking them who they are. This is their identity. You know, you are a good boy and good boys don't steal. <laughs> You're a good boy and good boys don't uh, punch each other in the face, you know. And uh, you're a good boy and good boys don't scream and fight. We use patience. You're not going to get things right away. You know, good boys understand uh, patience, you know, all these things. And so, um, so you are the voice when it matters. And the Lion King is amazing because that is, it always makes me think of Pastor Yergin. He does this the best. I'm not going to try to attempt to, to do the whole theatrical scene because he's the, he's the, the, he's awesome at it. But um, it really describes it because it's a um, Simba who is out there with Timon and Pumbaa. He's doing his whole thing and he's being a bachelor and uh, just running wild in, in the wild. And, but who is he? He is the son of a king. And so he's out there doing his bachelor life. And then all of a sudden he has this time where he looks at himself in the water and the reflection is of his dad. He sees his dad. And then, and then it's a, a time where then it, his father comes in the sky and says, Simba, remember who you are. <laughs> remember who you are. And, I, and then he has a realization, oh my gosh, what am I doing? And it wasn't a reflection of his father, it was a reflection of him, but he remembered who he is and he needed to go back to the land and to, to rule and reign, to take the rightful dominion, that there was a wicked you know, king who was taking dominion over that, but he came and took his rightful place and then the whole land, you know, it was this ugly, dry, deserted land. The trees had no leaf. There was no color. And it was dry. And then all of a sudden, when Simba arrives on the scene, they, they, uh, he's promoted king. And then every, the, the scene changes. It's beautiful. It's, you know, there's humid back in the air. It's not dry. It's beautiful land. And it's the rightful thing. So, so husbands, men... Fathers, even if you're not a father, can you be a father to other, to the generation rising up? They're trying to find a father. They're trying to find a figure who will speak life into them, who will speak identity, who will say who you are. Every single time when we meet with people, we're, we remember, we tell them, remember, this is who you are. You're not this person. You are this person. You're incredible. You're amazing. God predestined, he, he qualified you. Don't shrink back. Don't, don't live in fear, but move forward. Take dominion. You got this. Fathers remove obstacles. They are the solution to remove obstacles. They kill the voices that bring the children down. They, they take out those insecurities. They take out, um, 
any obstacle that you may have. And so this is now getting into point number three that we see from Elijah. I still hear rattle in the back. <laughs> point number three is very good. You could come on up. Is the delivery boy, the delivery man. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I have a package for you. All right. Yeah, we just came back from the marriage retreat. Really great. <laughs> the delivery boy. I love Amazon Prime because we are always using Amazon Prime. And every single day, Matt, Matt will come into the house and he's like, I got a delivery. Here it is. And some things you can just open it up and you can use it right away. And other things it says assembly required. And so the delivery boy, let me read it to you. And this is, again, the ending of the most amazing, one of my favorite stories in the Bible. I will read it quickly. And Elijah said to Ahab, and this is after he killed the prophets of Baal, go eat and drink for there is a sound of a heavy rain. They were in a drought. He was meant to go there to deliver them from the drought for there's a sound of heavy rain. So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of, of, the, of Carmel, bent down to the ground and put his face between his knees. Go and look toward the sea, he told his servant. And he went up and looked. There's nothing there. This is such good preaching. The Bible preaches so well. There are some times, so fathers, the fatherhood solution, you are praying, you are giving your, your life as a sacrifice. We are giving sacrifices, we're giving offerings to God. We are praying, we are, we are believing, we are trusting in Him for the miracles in our life. We are exterminating the, the, the bad voices that are, put, that are bringing us down. And now we are called to deliver the word of God in our household, in our church, and people around us, in our community, deliver the word of God. The reason why I'm stopping right now is because he said, there is a sound of rain. There is a sound of rain. He sent his servant up and the servant said, there's nothing here. There are gonna be times because you lean into God, you lean into the Holy Spirit, that you are the king and priest of your household and you're going to hear something that somebody else might not see. And, but it is the sound of rain. It is the sound of abundance coming into your household. It is the sound of blessing. I can hear a heavy rain coming. Your wife might say, I don't see it. Your kids might say, I don't see it. But you are called to bring the voice, to prophesy, to say, when you speak, it's going to be done. You're connected to God. You hear the voice from your father. Your father speaks to you and you deliver the word of God to your house. There's going to be times where it's assembly required. It's going to be times when that promise, that abundance might not show up right away where you just open the package and there you go. I can take it. I'm living in abundance. It might have assembly required. It might have a time where you're going to have to continue to stand, continue to speak in the drought that I hear the sound of rain, of heavy rain coming. There might be a time and you might send out your servant. You send out, you know, kids, do you hear it raining yet? Do you see it? It's coming. It's coming and get ready and they're going out no there's nothing dad why are you saying this every single time I'm going out it's so hot and dry there's nothing no go out again I can hear the sound of rain and he said to go and finally it was the seventh time 
seventh time, maybe you're in your seventh day that you feel like you have been struggling, you have been fighting, you're believing for that breakthrough. You, are, you know that the time of drought has ended and the abundance of rain is coming on your life and you go out and you're one day, yeah, I went to men's prayer. I went to church. I got filled up. I went to a Wednesday night service. I went to my connect group. Now I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. I got this word. And then the next day, quiet, crickets, nothing. Second day, you try again, nothing. And then you try again. Seventh day, okay, maybe you get your breakthrough then. But maybe it turns into a m- months. Month one, yep, I'm believing, I'm, I'm praying, I'm, you know, I can, I can feel it. I just know it. I heard the sound. I heard it when I was praying with my men, with my group, when I was praying with my women at women's prayer. I could hear it. I could see it. It felt so tangible. The, 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 everything started to turn. I actually felt drops of rain. I could feel it. It's in me. And then a month goes by, two months goes by, maybe the seventh month you get your breakthrough. Maybe years go by, maybe it's the seventh year that you get your breakthrough. I don't know, but God will say some things about you that he called Abram, Abraham, the father of many. Yes, he had to have to go year after year getting mocked about what he was believing for, what he was standing for. But he knew that night that he was looking out at the stars and he was counting them. And he heard the voice of God say, that these are going to be your descendants. There are too many that I can never count. But the day came, the day came, the day came. Fathers, the fatherhood solution is you are the person who's going to deliver the good news to to whoever you're around, to your family, to your kids. It might not look like it to them, but you know it and you see it. It is your job. It is the solution that people need around you. It is the solution that your church needs. This church needs a group of an army of men who can see and who can hear the sound of rain coming. And they continue to show up and they continue to prophesy. They continue to speak. They continue to encourage. And all of a sudden, I get it imparted. And now I can be a wife that can say, no, you're right. You impart this you said it I'm gonna amen this and now you have a partner you have a wife who is amening what you see it is your job men to go and get the Word of God and to deliver the good news to your family and to people around you amen amen when there is a family famine we have hope God has an abundance for you when children obey their parents and they, when they honor their father and mother, there is a, a blessing that comes that it will go well with you and that you will live a long life. There's also another promise in Numbers 6.22. And it says, it's the, priest, it's the priestly blessing that we all get to have over our lives. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. There's another version, and I should have said it, but it says it that he turns his face towards you. 
that we have the blessing of God. He smiles upon you. He has his face turned towards you. You have a covering from God Almighty that says he is for you. He believes in you. He is rooting you down. He is empowering you. He is reminding you who you are. He is exterminating those voices in your head that are trying to take reign. And he is delivering you the word that you can meditate on, that you can hold on to and give and deliver to your family. Amen. All right, let's all stand. And I'm just gonna pray really quick and declare that this fatherhood solution, and again, the time that we need it, is going to uh, go out and it is going to, we're going to live in the blessing of the fatherhood solution. So put, raise your hands, church. God, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for our fathers. I thank you for our good fathers. God, I thank you for the mighty men in our church. God, the mighty men who are uh, leading their families, who are delivering words who are strengthening the church, their family, their community, their business. God, that you're reminding them of who they are today. God, that is what you're doing, that today, Lord, you're reminding them who they are. God, and I thank you for them. I honor them. I declare blessing upon them. Lord, that your face turns towards them, that they live in peace. God, they don't live in conflict or turmoil on the inside, but they live in peace. God, that life goes well for them. That God, that we declare that right now, that life goes well for you today in the house, that you will live well, that you live with peace. For all children in here, children of God, that you live in peace. God, we honor you today and we love you in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.